0: What's up, y'all? It's Michelle. Hey, it's Bree, and you're listening to the True Rules Podcast.
1: A podcast for the not-so-perfect woman and mom.
0: All right, episode two. We are getting this thing rolling. What's up? How you feeling? Tired.
1: Like, tired. Just, just tired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where are you now? 37? I mean, yeah. I
1: I am approaching 38 weeks, so literally almost done.
0: Have you been having to go to the doctor? Like what's that process been like now that you're full term?
1: Um, so now since I hit thirty-seven weeks, um, I've been going to the doctor weekly. Okay. Um, and he's been checking my cervix, seeing where I'm at, seeing if I'm dilating. Um, but they Are been- you? What are they saying? No, I'm nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least the last time I went, I I was nowhere near. Um ready to is it done.
0: like uh, every so like I go every two weeks mm-hmm. but it's still like basic like they just check um, like measure my stomach with the tape measure mm-hmm. they do that too well listen to the heartbeat
1: yep yeah they um, do the same they do the same and then he does like a a quick little sonogram um, okay but he also checks the cervix just to see like how far along I am um, okay
0: that's the fingers and the veg, right yeah, <laughs> Mark, yeah, like, sure why that. is he? <laughs> huh? I said, I haven't had to do that yet, but they told me, like, when to get full term mm-hmm. fingers in the badge.
1: Yep, every, every <laughs> appointment. Mark be watching, like, this motherfucker.
0: <laughs> do you guys have to have a well, since Mark is in the room, do, does he still have to bring in, like, a second doctor?
1: No, what do you oh. mean, like, a second doctor?
0: So, like, when I had a male, even actually with my last female gynecologist, whenever she had to do anything that was like, actually with this one too, sorry, I'm just thinking through. Whenever she had to do something that was like, quote unquote, invasive or like mm-hmm. in my, they bring someone else in to like, I guess, vouch or make sure like, in case you say something weird, there's another party in the room. Like there oh, there no. was always a third party.
1: But Mark has always come to my doctor's appointments.
0: Yeah. So I wonder if that is like, Yeah. since he's I, like, pretending you don't need someone else. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> I, or maybe your hospital has been known to...
0: <laughs> no, but I'm thinking about it. It's like every doctor I, I've gone to, like in Georgia, in New York, mm-hmm. um, not mm-hmm. like for my regular gynecologist appointments, mm-hmm. but when it's something with like this... Um, since I've been pregnant, they have brought someone else in. As no,
1: like a party. I've never. It's uh, like
0: stand to the side and like <laughs> <it's> weird. <laughs> but I wonder if that's like a And now, now I want to look into that.
1: Well, my my um, doctor right now is male. So, yeah. I mean, I have that's an experience. Saying,
0: even my, I have a woman and she's still like, I'm just thinking about this and I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if it's Yeah, I don't know. I got to look into that. Um, But anyway, I'm glad you're doing good. Yeah, how are you feeling? I feel fine. I feel the same, like tired. I think I'm only tomorrow I'll be 33 weeks. And I'm starting to just feel like I'm getting a little bit to that point. Like, okay, time is moving very slow. Like before I feel like the weeks were flying, And now I kind of feel like, damn, I'm only 33 weeks. But I think it's because, like, you're about to deliver. And, like, so I'm like, damn, after you deliver, I'm still going to be pregnant for another month. I feel like
1: time has literally flown.
0: Yeah. The rest of my pregnancy has flown. And I think also the fact that I haven't been sleeping is making all of my days just, like, very long. Yeah, like... I probably fall asleep at four or five in the morning, mm-hmm. and then I'm back up at like seven.
1: Well, that's how I am now. Like I, like last night, I just could not sleep. I would just be up watching the Food Channel
0: or or HGTV. <laughs> and and then that's I, the thing. I want to watch TV, but Zach hates it, so I just like be on my phone. <laughs> like,
1: well, I make Marco to the room, and I
0: and I, <laughs> I lay on the couch. That's what sometimes I'll do that. I'll just like come to the living room and then I'm like dead ass sitting straight up. Like it's 2 PM <laughs> watching love it or listed like a psycho. <laughs> and, I, and then I'm like, part of me is depressed inside. Cause I'm like, should I go to sleep? Like I'm like feeling all these emotions. Cause I'm getting anxious that I'm like, am I not sleeping enough? Should I go to, should I like yeah. try to close my eyes?
1: Do I'm going to try to get some good sleep tonight because I just know that once she's here, sleep is out the window and I just right. want to enjoy sleep as much as possible now, especially right. now that I'm on maternity leave. Finally.
0: I think that, and everyone keeps telling me that they're like, well, maybe your body is just preparing for when he comes and you'll be used to like being up in the night and sleeping some during the day. I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, he's not here yet. I need to take advantage. But also I pee. It's like all day. I pee frequently, but not OD. When it hits night yeah oh, oh my god you too yes oh my god
1: actually Dude. as of like the last two weeks i haven't peed at night as much but it has been you know Yo. getting up at night especially i can't it, it's like literally feeling like a turtle like i feel so heavy getting up i might i'd rather just lay there lay there <laughs>
0: Sometimes. That, that's also what I like about laying on my couch. It's lower. Like, my bed is really high. Me too. So then I feel like I'm, like, trying to swing my legs down without falling. It's dark. <laughs> I'm like, this is just the whole situation. Sometimes I just want to lay in the bathroom because I'm like, I know I'm going to be back here in the next 25 minutes. Um, but <laughs> but the, other than those little things, <laughs> I feel good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like those are very minor
0: yeah those are just like the little things that are annoying yeah they're just annoying but, but manageable yeah manageable but like even if people tell you I feel like you don't realize it until you're going through it how like oh my god I literally do pee every 15 minutes or mm-hmm. I really am not getting my usual like coma mm-hmm. sleep <laughs> Um but anyway, I feel like episode one went really well. Yeah, I could be biased.
1: Surprisingly.
0: <laughs> um, especially to say that I hope, I hope y'all liked it. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Make sure you guys comment on the page and let us know, you know, what Feedback. you like, what you don't like. Yeah, we need What all you want to hear more of. Yes, Um, and today I think just kind of continuing on the journey of getting to know us and making sure that we're speaking about real things and real concerns that women go through and maybe don't talk about, I wanted us to go a little bit more in depth into your conception journey Mm -hmm. and just kind of like what that looked like. Obviously, I was there, so... I have a third party point of view of like how to help people deal with it or not help. (laughs) Um, But if you're willing to share, I think kind of just like you, you quickly went over just kind of like experiencing a few miscarriages and like what that made you feel. But I know just from talking to so many women that it's so common and it's something that no one really wants to talk about. It's like a taboo topic that everyone is secretly suffering through. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you feel like you are up to it, I think we should just go ahead and pull that bandaid off and go through that conversation.
1: No, no, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah. I mean, if, if you guys were tuning in last um, episode, we talked about how I went through um, a couple of miscarriages um, and I don't know, it's just, even now talking about it, it's still, even though I'm pregnant, it's still kind of emotional to, to even think about and talk about. Cause I can't believe I'm, I'm like actually pregnant right now. Um, so I had two miscarriages. Um, and then I ended up having a, an, ecto- an ectopic pregnancy, which essentially is, um, You're pregnant, but the the egg is like stuck somewhere in in your fallopian tube, or it could be stuck somewhere else in your body. For my situation, it was stuck. um, Well, they actually didn't know where it was stuck. Um, They just saw that my my hormone levels saying that I was pregnant was going up every single week, Um, but they couldn't find like when I went to have a sonogram, they wouldn't find um, like anything on the sonogram. So, um, that was like traumatic as (laughs) fuck. Yeah. Like I saw the episode on Grey's Anatomy where, um, what's her name? Meredith's best friend had an ectopic pregnancy. It wasn't like that. Christina. Yeah. Christina. It wasn't like that. Um, I didn't experience pain or, um, I didn't pass out or anything like that, but just the fact that thinking that I was pregnant and then. Every time I go to the doctor, they're like, we don't see anything on the sonogram. It's like depressing as fuck.
0: Okay, so I know that this is emotional. So you like go as deep or shallow as you want to. But again, just kind of knowing that this is something that you are not alone going through in terms of millions of women experience it. What was it like? kind of dealing with okay the first one like what how did your emotions change if at all or were they all like the equally sad or equally angry or did they get like did it get worse each time you know what I mean like what was that like just personally even beyond what you, whatever you shared with me or shared with Mark or your family's like inside how how does that feel like what is that journey for yourself <laughs>
1: It definitely got worse every single time because it was like for me, I would like go on Instagram and every single day somebody was pregnant. (laughs) And I'm not the type to like compare myself, but after a while, after seeing something that you want so bad, it's like, what the fuck is happening? Um, Especially after seeing like doctor after doctor, um, they just everyone told me that nothing is wrong with my body. And,
0: and when you were going to the doctors right mm-hmm. let's take a step there because mm-hmm. I, I remember that journey like how were you finding the doctors what were what were were they all doing the same procedure were they all like asking the same question like did you feel supported did you feel kind of like okay I keep going to the same doctors or I keep going to different doctors doing the same thing like what was that part like
1: so help of it my first couple of doctor visits um i found my doctors on zocdoc and um obviously they were they were you know normal obgyn doctors um specializing in pregnancies and um they they literally all like asked me the same questions how many times have you been pregnant they they did multiple blood tests um check my hormone ne- hormone levels everything was normal um and basically all of them said like you just need time <laughs> that's basically what they said um the the doctor i had before my current doctor he was actually a um fertility specialist that i found on zocdoc um and at first when i went to him i was like you know, this is such a great doctor. He, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Um, but it, after like going to several visits and he's actually the doctor that treated me for the ectopic pregnancy. Um, he was like, um, I don't think you can conceive without
0: IVF. So after he said that, I was like, mind you, Michelle (laughs) is just now, she's only 31. So this is not like, I know that a lot of times we get to those stages when you're like later in life or if he found something specific, but he basically didn't find anything. And he just jumped straight to that. Like, did he have a test or something to indicate that? Or was he just like, okay, you've been to a bunch of people. So get IVF.
1: He, yeah, he basically was like knowing your history and, um, what just occurred. He was like, it it was, um, it's common for, for, for women who have ectopic pregnancies to have that happen again. And I was like, well, I honestly, in my heart, don't believe that I'm infertile. So (laughs) no, thank you. And that was like the last time that I saw that doctor.
0: But you clearly weren't infertile because you were getting pregnant. So it's like, that's what I'm asking. Like, were they saying things like, okay, this is, you know, like, obviously I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the yeah. proper questions, but it just feels like you're getting pregnant. So it's not an, a matter of infertility. It's just a matter of like making sure the egg can survive throughout.
1: Right. the rest of So the, the doctor that I'm talking about, he, he was the one that basically kind of put into my head that IVF was the only solution. Okay. Um, there were no tests like specific tests to determine that I was infertile. Um, he just made that assumption but i also think that he was very money hungry because mm-hmm. even after i tried to um make an appointment after like a follow up um after like getting treated for e- ectopic pregnancy right. he um he's his his office basically said um we're not seeing you unless you're being treated for ivf
0: and that's a huge market right now where like Obviously I don't want to say that every woman who gets IVF is because the doctor is money hungry but we do realize in our healthcare system so many of the things that we do whether it's cancer or pregnancy or anything else it's be you know there's money tied to it healthcare is very much a business and so that's not shocking it's very frustrating very annoying but I'm glad that you didn't stop there but when you said like each doctor was saying you need time what was that? So okay, you get pregnant. Do you wait? Like, do they say wait six months, or do they say wait five weeks and then try again? Or is there like a so? Like, the f- how does that go? <laughs> so the
1: fir- <laughs> so the first time I had a miscarriage, it was like um, I think it was called like a chemical miscarriage, and I honestly don't know what the medical meaning of that means. Okay. Um, but I think it was so early on that I lost the baby that it I don't think like anything affected my body um so for that one nobody like the doctor then didn't have any suggestions of me waiting or um you know waiting and you were young right like
0: twenty nine. Yeah. yeah or younger than that or younger
1: yeah um the second time it happened yes the doctor was like um, you should definitely wait like until your next cycle. So every time you have like a miscarriage they they um, basically suggest that you wait until you have a full period cycle before Perfect. trying again. Um it's they could, like
0: two yeah
1: or yeah, or they suggest a little longer, depending, I guess um how far along you were or like okay. whatever your medical history was. yeah, um but for me, it was like, you know, wait a month, wait one cycle, and then try again. Okay. Um, which we did. Um, and then for the topic, um, I, I, after speaking to that doctor, I really didn't want to talk to him anymore. <laughs> so I was just like doing my own research online and like trying to find, you know, someone else that I can see or talk to. Um, and then fast forward to my current doctor. He was actually a referral from, um, a family member. Okay. So they also were having trouble, um, you know, conceiving and she has two kids now. So I was like, shit, let me, <laughs> right. let me try, um, going to this doctor and well, shit worked out. Cause I am about to give birth to a baby.
0: So, so many, like I have so many questions. Um, but speaking of it being a family referral and the others coming from kind of like your own Googles and research, Do you think that that was because you weren't ready to share like what was happening with other people? Like, do you feel like if you would have asked, if you would have shared with another family member sooner or a friend like sooner, do you think you would have gotten different feedback? Like, did you want to keep it personal? So that's why you did the research and kind of took that route versus when you finally got to a point where it was like, okay, okay, we can relate on this. I'm willing to share this information with you. You know what I mean? Like, what was that? Yeah. I mean, actually the,
1: the, that, that doctor was referred to me before and I just didn't want people in my business. So I was just like, you know, I'll do my own research. I'll find, I'll find a doctor of my own. I'll, I'll do this, this and that, but clearly my route wasn't, wasn't (laughs) the right route. So I should have taken the advice earlier Uh and, and seen this doctor, Um, a lot sooner than, than I did, but I, I, I definitely didn't want to share my business, even with family members. Like, like even now, a lot of my family members don't know
0: (laughs) what I've been doing. So So guys, this is hot off the press. (laughs) Literally, this is something that, I mean, I can tell that it's hard. Like I'm listening to you and I can hear your voice just like even now, because I know it's not easy to share. Um. So I'm very glad that you're willing to do this because I feel like it's freeing you. Number one, that you went through. I don't think you were wrong for your approach. I think you just had to get to it how you had to. You know what I mean? Like every t- you, you know what I always say. Y'all know I'm just trying to find positivity. <laughs> but I feel like you had to go through those other doctors. You had whatever that was for. I can't say that's for you to like sit with, but. I do think your journey brought you to that doctor at the time you were supposed to, you shared with who you were supposed to, but I think there's so much power in you telling this story and freeing yourself and freeing so many women who don't want to tell their family, don't want to tell their friends and they're going through it completely alone. So to that point, how were your emotions did you feel alone did you feel supported i mean like you're married you have your mom is a nurse first of all your your mother in law is a nurse <laughs> like <laughs> you have so many people who are in medicine around you and obviously i was there to how i could be but like what did you feel personally through that journey
1: um i mean i definitely felt alone like my mom and my my um, my husband's mom, I didn't want to tell them my business. They were like the first people I didn't want to tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it like, um, I don't want to tell them because they're going to judge me, or I don't tell them because they're going to keep harassing me about it, or I don't want to tell, like, why do you not want to tell them?
1: I think I'm just overall a private person, so I didn't want to mm-hmm. tell anybody. Yeah. Um, My husband was definitely supportive. I mean, he, again, positive Patty. <laughs> always has positive. He's like, it's just not our time. Like it's coming. It's just not right now. Right.
0: (laughs) You're going to have to edit this. (laughs) No, it's real and it's raw emotion and it's not like I can be as positive as I want to be and even I still have fears like it's no like you you having emotions about this is not wrong it's it's actually the most genuine thing that I'm seeing you do because being on the journey with you I always felt like I don't know what to do and like as a friend Michelle is just you know um, she's been my best friend for so long so when you see someone going through this and you literally don't know how to fix it. And I'm like a fixer. I'm always going to try to come up with a solution or I'm always going to try to come up with a different angle or a different perspective. And when I was just, it didn't only impact from my point of view, it didn't only impact, um, you know, you wanting to be pregnant, it impacted just your overall demeanor. Like, I would notice, I'm like, okay, she's dealing with a lot. You know, like, no, you're not, like you said, you are private and you don't like to just wear your emotions on your sleeve and you don't like to necessarily always be the most vulnerable person, (laughs) even if we're all here, like, tell us, what do you need? I will come sleep at your house. Like, I, I am literally willing to do anything, but I also had to know, like, just because I'm willing to do it doesn't mean you're willing to receive it. And there has to be room for for me to give you space and for you to go through that. And that was hard on me. And, like, this is not about me at all. So I guess I'm talking more to the people who, if you do have someone who confides in you or you do have a friend or a sister or whoever, yourself, um, you know, for the people around you, I'm definitely not... I can't say like, it was just as hard, but I can say it was hard because when you love someone, you only want the best for them. And obviously I love Michelle and it's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do for my sister? Like, I'm like, should I just send her flowers? But that seems kind of like, okay, this is dumb. Like, should I, (laughs) like, I really used to just be at a loss. And then if she would tell me when she was ready to tell me like, oh, I was pregnant, but I lost it. Or it's like, what is my response? Because now I'm also in the same place as her where it's like, okay, the first time I was like, all right, women have miscarriages, whatever. Then the second time I'm like, okay, y'all are putting too much pressure. Like that was where I, my brain always went to like, just don't think about <laughs> conceiving, just think about having sex with your husband. Like maybe that will work. Like I didn't know, but I would just try to keep her head out of I feel like everything became about conception. It and did. like every time you laid down with your husband, it was not even a matter of just like, damn, I'm horny. It was like, you know what time it is. Baby <laughs> <laughs> making time. So I'm like, well, maybe like his little soldiers are shook, like maybe your ex like, everything, it just seems so tense. So like from that point of view, what was there a right way for us to handle for me as your best friend to handle it? Or like, was there something that I could have done better? Cause I think my approach was like, you'll share when you want to share. I didn't yeah. want to keep saying like, of course I wanted to know everything. What doctor, what time can I come? But it's like, this also feels like I'm being overbearing. So it's like, what, what would have been the ideal way? I think you
1: handled it good. Um, I mean, there's really nothing you can say to somebody. It's just like let people go through what they're whatever they're going through and whenever they're, you know, ready to share, they will. But I think the most frustrating part was like you something you know major just happened to you and you go to work and they're like, Are you pregnant yet? Right. I think that is just like the For worst. Your family. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally like every single day, like. So I had a dream that you were like, you were pregnant. Don't tell me about these dreams. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to hear them. You don't, you don't even know what, like what I'm going through right now. So it's like, yeah, that, that, that
0: yeah. Yeah. That. I just be ready to fight for you <laughs> like, because people, I know that y'all mean like people mean, well, no one is trying. Well, I'm not going to say no one you know, there are some evil people in this world. But for the most part, I think people are just trying to be lighthearted and trying to just say, like, when are you having children? Or, like, when are you people always want to know about your next stage and phase of life, but they have no idea where you are. And if you're in the midst of something that's not positive or that, like, you know you're trying every day and then someone keeps saying, well, when are you going to have a baby? It's like, yo, mind your fucking, like, business. Like, you in my business? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> and I know, like, I mean, speak about that, where even sometimes it's your family members, they don't mean it, or it's your friends, and they don't know, like, what was navigating that? Like, what was your response? Or what did that do to you inside that, other women probably can feel and now you're on the other side of it. Thank God.
1: Well, (laughs) yeah. Thank God. Um, Um, I mean, it, it definitely broke me down. Like I just, I feel like I was in a place where not depression, but it was like very close to depression. Like, I don't know what depression is. So, um, but I was very emotional and sad all the time. I wouldn't, people wouldn't know, but like when I was by myself, it's like you sit with all these thoughts and it's just like... And also I'm crying right now because I'm, pr- I'm I'm nine months
0: pregnant. <laughs> no, sis. Yeah. You are crying right now because you never allow this. Like, as someone who's your best friend, I know you never allow this. That's why I'm, like, shocked. <laughs> but I'm also so happy that we're doing this because I just feel... I know that this is going to help so many people that... I just remember feeling when you were going through it, like, I wish she could talk to someone like that's always what I wanted. I always wanted to be like, I know this person who's telling me the same story, you know, like and you're holding like I'm holding people's secrets. I know two or three people who are literally telling me the same stories and I wish I could connect them so that they can talk to each other and understand that, like, yo, we're really not alone. But especially black women. I think it comes with so many things. one, we're always expected to be so strong, and we're always expected to have our things our lives together, especially like in our we're like career women and we we check all these boxes, we went to college, check, got married, check you know like following this quote unquote order of things, and when you when you plan out your life, you don't plan for something like that happening, but it's also all the women that I know who are going through it are either pregnant now or have healthy children now. So I'm like, wow, look at, like, look at God's blessing. But like you all suffered so much because you all wanted to do it alone. And so I wish like something like this existed for you to listen to and hear someone else's story. Even if it's, even if it doesn't like, fix the problem because it won't like they still have a journey to go through. It at least can remind someone right now that it's like,
1: you're not alone.
0: You're not alone. Um, and so, okay. You said that you think I handled it. Okay. Even though, I, think it was- <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. I mean,
1: there's, like I said, there's really nothing anybody can say to, at least for me to, to make the thing situation better because I'm still going through whatever I'm going through. Um but what about
0: with Mark like how was it in a relationship how did it impact if it did like, or if it, didn't?
1: it definitely did i feel like in the be- like in the beginning it was you know the first one okay we'll try again the second one it's like all right damn i'm i'm upset and and i'm starting to take my anger out you know, on him, even though he's being so positive and he's like, it's all right. It's, it's just not our time. It's, you know, it's coming. Um, And then the third one is just like, you know, just I'm, my body's broken. Go find another wife. Stop. <laughs> not really, Stop. but it's like, you think about these things and it's, it's scary to think about.
0: Yeah, that is scary, actually. But I know Mark, so I'm sure that he was consistently, like, trying to reassure you and reaffirm for you that he's not going anywhere. Like, there's so many that have children. Okay. Oh, that's a good point, too. Like, when you were going through this, were you dead set on, like, if I don't conceive these kids, it's a wrap? Or were you did you ever start to think about, and we never talked about this, so I really, I don't know, like we could adopt a kid or we could get a surrogate or like were those ever in y'all conversations or were you just straight up on some like, I'm broken and (laughs) everything? Um, I mean, from my
1: perspective, I was on some like, I'm broken, like fuck, fuck this, I'm not adopting no damn kids. I'm not getting no damn surrogate. Mark was just like, you know, it's going to work out. Just relax. Like, you you really stay in your head all the time. And I'm like, I do, but I I just can't help it. Like, yeah. I think social media played a large part because it's like literally every time I went on social media, somebody was pregnant. And like going back to what you said about we're checking off all these boxes. You know, we got married, went to college, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, why? Like, what's wrong with me?
0: Yeah. I mean, nothing is wrong with you. Oh, and, <laughs> <laughs> but even people who are infertile, it's like obviously something is wrong, but nothing is wrong with you. That's just not for your journey. And I just, okay, so let me tell you why I'm like this. I read this, I read this book called The Secret, and it's all about kind of like, how you manage your thoughts and what you will to yourself without even acknowledging. And I just have to be clear, like it doesn't mean that you turn into something where you don't think negatively because right now I'm pregnant and every single day I'm still praying that my baby is like healthy. And it's weird. Cause it's like, girl, your baby is healthy. All signs point to healthy, but it's still like a fear that's inside of me or like, I hope that, you know, I'm alive after I give birth. Like, these are still fears. So controlling your thoughts or trying to think more positively doesn't mean that now I just am fearless and I'm just, like, walking around like I'm a warrior. (laughs) But I think what it does help with is when those negative thoughts creep in, I try to very quickly transition into something positive, into what I do want. And Mark read the same exact book, which is why... He reads it every year. Yeah, like, sometimes I'll just listen on YouTube. And he and I always connect on it because it just helps. Like, you just, if you get one life and you want to control it, it's like, try to find what got it or what, what, you know, whatever you believe in is trying to show you. So when Michelle was going through that, like, she just said, I just used to be trying to tell her. I used to start thinking, like, okay, maybe they're meant to adopt. Like, maybe they're going to have a beautiful... (laughs) Like, because I always wanted to just find the solution again, which is probably, I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I just always, of course I never said it to her, but I knew I had that gun loaded so that if something did happen, I'd be like, okay, here's how we pivot. Like, we're going to get so-and-so to carry this kid or like, you're going to have kids in this house because that's what you want. So it's just, we just got to get creative with our approach. Um... But, okay, so now you're still emotional. Like, that's why I'm talking. When y'all hear me just talking, it's because I'm giving her a second to just, like, get it together. Um, But what do you think these emotions are right now? Are they joy that you're on the other side? Are they still a little bit of finally releasing all the shit that you haven't over this past few years? Because you were so focused on it and then you got pregnant it's like did you really have time to (laughs) breathe but like what's this right now what are we going through I
1: mean I feel like it's a combination of both like like you said finally letting it go out of my brain and just saying it out loud and then you know seeing that I'm pregnant now about to give birth and then also my hormones just like (laughs) going crazy Um, I think it's a combination of all three, so it's just a blessing like to see like from the beginning till now. Yeah, and this is the last time y'all will hear me cry on this <laughs> on this podcast. Slim <laughs> Slim Thug does
0: not let people see her emotional side. Guys, legit, I am in shock <laughs> right now. Like <laughs> I mean, I've seen her cry, but this is, I think it's because it's still the two of us, even though y'all are listening. Cause I know if y'all were watching, this would not be one, <laughs> but, but I am so proud to see like this form of release because you deserve it. Like you deserve to feel whatever that those emotions are. If it's grief, if it is sadness, if it is like, finally, you know, like, those are all things that we are not allowed to say out loud. We we could feel them inside, but no one ever says, like... Like, even, this, even the idea of when you become pregnant, people just go straight to, like, this is my rainbow baby. You know? Like, we always just try to move past it. And I think there is value in acknowledging some of the bad parts of your story and then realizing the good parts. You know what I mean? Like, just because... Just because you're positive and you see the good side doesn't mean you can't acknowledge the sadness or the grief and then release it cuz the only way to release it is to acknowledge it. Yeah. And I feel like you've done that now. Like you could literally <laughs> throw that shit away. You're not broken. <laughs> not at all. Mark is not leaving you over kids. And <laughs> like y'all use up all his money. <laughs> Unless he finds me at home goods and target every every week. Unless you and Sydney start buying Birkin bags every week. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be a different episode. (laughs) (laughs) where We'll have to have him on because he's like, yo, I do love them, but not. (laughs) Um, And I'm so happy for you. Thanks, sis. So now on the other side, I guess give them a true feeling of like, you even said on the last episode that you didn't allow yourself to experience like real happiness at first when you found out about Sid because you were still kind of nervous. So like, has that gone away? Have you allowed yourself now to be like, yo, I am like, <laughs> you know, like, have you even had that breakthrough yet or are you still holding on to, you know, what's that like right now?
1: I think I have. I mean, definitely in the beginning, like I said, like, I just, I didn't want to tell anybody because I'm like, this is going to turn out to be another disaster. Like I'm going to get so excited, say I'm pregnant and then it's going to turn into another miscarriage. So to see that I made it to like nine months, um, it's, it really is a blessing. It's like, I can't even explain what those feelings are. And I, I, you know, I just hope I, I mean, I hope I'm a good mom and I hope, you know, yeah, I hope I'm a good mom.
0: <laughs> you're going to be a great mother. You're going to be, you're going to be your type of mom. Like you're going to be Michelle as a mom, you know? And that's definitely going to be one of our episodes of like, what, what the hell is a good mom? What does that mean? What do we care? Like, how are we even defining that? And, the amount of stress that like look, we're pregnant and we already thinking about I hope I'm a good mom. <laughs> like we are never allowed to just enjoy the phase, you know, like we already gotta get to the next part. Then the kids are here. It's like, I hope I can pay for their education. Like, look, let me just <laughs> <laughs> let me just get through the, the head through the hole. Let me just <laughs> that, I'm telling you. <laughs> right now I am forcing myself, like <laughs> I would think about being a good mom. Once the head is through the hole, then (laughs) right now I'm trying to be a good pregnant woman and like hopefully (laughs) a a good wife a little bit right now because Lord knows that's a whole other episode. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to be good at everything. But right now my number one focus is just being a good carrier (laughs) of my son. (laughs) um but anyway I feel like that this episode I'm glad we just like got it out the way because if you're comfortable if people want to come on and talk about it with us or if people have questions um you know we can just move forward we don't you're releasing it this is it this is you let it go
1: yeah Last cry.
0: Last cry. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, you're going to go downstairs and Mark is going to be like, what?
1: He better Have- not be listening right now. <laughs> He's probably He probably has his ear to the door. Listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but any last words for everyone before we go?
1: Um, I mean, I, I think the only words that I can say is like, you're not alone. If you are going through something similar or, you know... Something even worse it's like you're not alone. There's other people out there. You're same age. You're your same career path. Like everything could be the same, but like you're just not alone. <clears throat>
0: All right, I'm letting Michelle end it. I'm just gonna say how
1: you <laughs> yeah. I think we're done for today because I gotta go wash my face now.
0: <laughs> yes, and. Remember, lady. I wish I could. What you wish you could do? Have a drink. Oh yeah. <laughs> this would be a. This would have been a great cocktail episode. It would give been. us. Give us about. Well, give <laughs> Michelle probably. I don't know. She could give birth today. So. <laughs> but I need another like six weeks. Before. <laughs> Our December episodes, we will definitely have cocktails yes um but remember live in your own truth by your own rules peace out bye y'all